We apologize for that audio snafu. Um, Justin is actually in the process of moving and on, while on his way to his destination. Seems like he read into a bit of a dead zone. So I'll be finishing up the podcast, the flying solo tonight. But just ending on the note of Conley, I um, really do think it makes sense if you can get enough value young player, valuable pick. Um, you know, you can get assets that can help out your future. If the value's there, I think trading Conley at peak value, I don't think his value will be any higher now um, than it could be over the rest of his contract. And also allowing for Conley to move on to an organization where he really could have, you know, three legitimate chances uh, of making the playoffs again in the future, while also allowing for the Grizzlies franchise to really move forward. I think the closure, the relief that can come from a deal right now, it makes some sense if the value is there. So where do we stand? Five assets, I think, that could potentially be moved today. Holiday, Justin Holiday, Jamichael Green, Garrett Temple, Mark Gasol, and Mike Conley. Um, for Holiday, Green, and Temple, I think, unfortunately, the time has passed for the Grizzlies to get max value for those players. So it does make sense to potentially flip them. It makes a lot of sense to either flip them for you know second-round picks or potentially add them as filler to a Gasol-Conley trade to try to get a better return. At this point in time, a pick is more valuable than those players are. They're not going to be here for the rest of the year or after this year. Yes, you may want to keep Holiday around um, uh, to, to, for, to be on the roster you know, in years to come, and that's fine. But right now, any pick that the Grizzlies can get in exchange for an expiring contract, it has more value because that pick could be used to gain a player that you actually could control at a small cost into the future. As far as Gasol goes, um, it seems like any beat writer or media member that has been in tune with the Grizzly and Charlotte talks seems optimistic a deal does get done. Like we stated, the rumored deal is Michael King Gilchrist, Bismack Biombo, and a lottery-protected first-rounder. That seems very light, even to the point of some saying that you know they would hold on to Mark. I agree with that. I think that what, what the Grizzlies do is of the pool of assets that they do not consider a part of the future, add as many of them to Mark as you can in order to see if you can get Malik Monk and that first-rounder. I do think Monk is expendable for the Hornets right now, and I think if the Grizzlies can get Monk plus the first-rounder, that's more than enough value to happily move on from Gasol. You take it, you run with it, you win the deal. As far as Conley goes, it definitely seems like that if there is a Conley trade, it's going to involve Utah. Yesterday, Woj mentioned that he thinks that Utah will up their offer as we got closer to the deadline. Later on yesterday, Tony Jones, who has been a great follow on Twitter for all things jazz, he's the beat writer for the Utah Jazz for the Athletic, he did mention that Utah did up their offer. Right now it's Rubio, Derek Favors, it seems like a protected 2019 first, and actually a second draft pick is on the table. I don't know the details, but if that draft pick is a future first, or if the Grizzlies can add something to get Exum, um, as well as the two draft picks, or instead of another draft pick, that gets you in the realm of value that I think makes sense to move Conley. And again, as I stated earlier, you know if you can get good value for him while he's at his best, I think it makes sense um, to definitely um, pull the trigger on that deal. As far as odds go, I would probably put... I think overall there's an 80% chance the Grizzlies do something today, a 20% chance that they don't. Of the three expiring contracts, 75 to 25% chance 
75% chance that one or multiple of those players get moved um, for future assets or being added to a Gasol or Conley trade. I would put a Gasol trade probably at 70 to 30%. I think there's a 70% chance he does get traded, 30% chance he stays. I think you're just too far down the road with all that has uh, gone on uh, to keep him on the roster. And with Conley, I think there's a 60% chance he does stay, 40% chance he goes. I do think the Grizzlies view Conley as their most valuable trade chip, and so they do feel content. I feel they could be content waiting until the summer to where his market could expand and you could potentially get um, better value for him than now. Overall, the specifics of the deals will come to light over the next few hours. But just finishing on a general thought is that today, this trade deadline, February 7, 2019, this is a very this is a critical day. In my opinion, one of the most critical days for the franchise in more than a decade. And the reason why I say that is because what happens today legitimately not only will impact the rest of this season, but will impact multiple seasons, several seasons into the future. That's not me being dramatic. It's just a simple truth. Over the next few years, limited cap space, a lack of draft assets, so on and so forth. The, that truth about our future makes this group of present assets that we have our best chance to get significant sources of future assets. That's not me trying to overestimate or overvalue what we have. It's just saying that right now is the Grizzlies' best chance to really take a successful first step towards the inevitable rebuild that starts tomorrow. It's Simple and straightforward. It's very interesting that the same trade deadline where the Grizzlies are trying to transition from the present to the future, you see what's happening in New Orleans with Anthony Davis. The reason why it's interesting is because if the Grizzlies fail to execute trades today, if all these players that we have mentioned are on the roster tonight against Oklahoma City, this will have been an utter failure by our decision makers not only for the franchise, but also for the roster and the fans. And the reason why I mention Anthony Davis and the Pelicans is because that situation right there could be what the Grizzlies face down the road four, five, to six years if they do not take advantage of the situation in front of them right now. We've made it clear that we want to build a future around Jaron Jackson Jr. The question I propose is this. How do you expect Jaron Jackson Jr. to legitimately commit to the Grizzlies long term? If they cannot commit to him correctly building a franchise around him, building a roster around him, that is a legitimate question. And if I were Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm paying close attention to what the franchise does now. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is a great cornerstone. He's got the personality to do it. He's got the skill set to do it. But I also think as a player, he wants to see the franchise commit to them if he is expected to commit to the franchise. And the way the Grizzlies do that is by focusing on the future, getting the best value that they can, using common sense, and executing a plan to start again that successful first step towards making this rebuild, build a successful structure here in Memphis that will last for years to come with Jaron Jackson Jr. as the centerpiece.
Can't thank you enough for joining us. Obviously, me and Justin will be back. Uh, probably we'll do um, a special podcast over the weekend reacting to any more trades that happen around the league and with the Grizzlies specifically. Hope you have a wonderful day. Please enjoy this time. It should be a moment of excitement. It should. It, it will be emotional and tension-filled, but hopefully we'll be able to, in 24 hours, look back at this trade deadline with, with – uh, what will likely be a surprise positivity that the Grizzlies did something right. I don't expect for it to happen, but I'm hoping to be surprised and we all can be happy into the future based on what happens today. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.